Welcome to Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head rent-free. Welcome back, Otter Rice, episode 165. I am Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis, somehow sitting in the captain's chair on this episode. Well, there's an obvious reason. Well, okay, pop culture, guys. We've been doing philosophy and heavy stuff for a little while. Let's take a break and go something fun. What is more fun than a great TV series? My opinion. And don't answer that question. Uh, and I was just going to say, does he mean the last two episodes weren't fun? But that's, that's okay. But uh, yes, there are some activities. How that, about lighthearted? That, lighthearted. Light, that, that's thank you. Yes, that's right. Lighthearted. That, 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 that adults would find perhaps more enjoyable than talking about a TV show. But this is also fun. This is also fun. We're going to talk about a great comedic TV show. One of my favorites, one of your all's favorites, and I suspect one of our listeners' favorites. Hello, Seattle. We're listening. Yes, <laughs> that's Dr. Frazier Crane to you and to everybody else. Kelsey Grammer's magnificent character. It's mostly about the character, but it's mostly about the show. Uh, Frazier ran 11 seasons on uh, NBC uh, in the 90s. In many respects, it kind of defined a lot of the 90s. Uh, people were watching I, it. It was it was as big as Friends. Very much so. Those two Seinfeld, episodes, that, those these. three series in many respects encapsulates what the nineties were in many respects. For television, yeah, television. For, for right. television, we're talking comedies. Television. They were it. Uh, the, the character actually goes way back uh, to the mid eighties because uh, he was created as a foil, as a love interest, meant to be only a one time deal for that. I think it was the second season of Cheers, where Diana is supposed to marry him, and it ends up. A lot of it was Kelsey Grammer's own unique, lovable, he was just a great actor, still is, and a fantastic presence that he brought. The the creators and the, the you know the showrunners at Cheers saying, maybe this guy's got more than just a one-off. Doesn't happen very often. Most guest stars just kind of evaporate into the ether. There was, there was such an energy to his performance. That's correct. And he was like, in wow, enough can, episodes. He was like five or six episodes in that first, in his first appearance, uh, when he's left at the altar by Diane, and it should have been that should have been it. But, but he keeps coming into Cheers. He keeps coming into Cheers, and because they realize we like Kelsey, we like him. He's cre- he's a great actor, uh, and he's become a force of his own in many respects. He's a great producer. Well, now. he's a great foil against the. Goofy silliness. The I don't want to say the dumbness necessary, but he represents the intellectual side that uh, Norm does not, and that um, Cliff Cliff aspires to. That's uh, it's interesting. You say that when we go back to the genesis and, and, of this character, and Woody Harrelson's character oh, as well. Yes. Well, so, by the time he came on, because yeah. I want to say the coach was still behind the Nicholas bar. Nicholas Santo was yes. still coach. He was still there at the time because Frazier was. I'm pretty sure second season might be third, but no, no second. I'm pretty sure second. And next thing you know, you've got uh, B.B. Newworth as Lilith that is brought in. And the two of them, in many respects, bring lightning in a bottle, to use that <laughs> phrase, to that series. Uh, not to say that the series needed them. It was very much capable on its own uh, merits. Yeah, I mean, Christy Alley, Kirstie Alley uh, did a super nice job coming in in, yeah. a, in a tough spot to replace... Uh, Diane. Uh, Diane Chambers' character, yeah. That's right. And it was uh, because that could Shelley, have been. Uh, Shelley Long. Shelley Long. She could have been the end because she and, and Ted Dance, of course, were the leads. But kind of like MASH, which we talked about last month, yeah. you can, if you, as long as your anchor main character stays, you can bring the, those in his satellite in that are new and still re and in, in fact it enlivens and refreshes something that could have gotten stale yeah. over time uh i'm not to say that mash or uh cheers would have done that i think they had the legs of the of the premise and the talent but, but it's possible that shelly long's character there's only so much you could do with that Character that Diane Chambers, the way she was written. Well, because well, she's either the love interest or the love interest that you don't get, but you only well, get so much mileage. Yeah, the that. problem was they consummated the relationship far too early in the series, to because then, you know, there's a whole will they won't in the first season. Then yeah. they do, and then very quickly it's over. Yeah, and that's what that's one of the reasons Frazier was brought in is because now it's got to be well. They did it, but it's not all done, and yeah. there's still that you know yeah. they're you, not going to be. You've got to have some way. 
Because of that that character is not as sympathetic as the um, the uh, Sam character. Right. You know, Sam, the, the ex-baseball player who's kind of resurrected his life after being an alcoholic yeah. but still works at a bar. You know, the Diane character is just kind of a snot. Uh, you know, all, all due respect to Shelley Long, who played it very, very well. Yes, but you're right. But it's it's the sort longevity of, limited, of that character, limited thing. So they had to do something with it to kind you, of flip it. You think that sooner or later, Shelley Long made the right choice to to leave? Uh, she left too early, though. I think she had a couple the reason of years I left think, there. Yeah. Well, partially for the character. But she wasn't a big enough star to get those big movie deals that she wanted. She did few. She did, did yes, but not it, very many. It, it, the, exactly. the most memorable, I think, is uh, the Money Pit with Tom Hanks, which is phenomenal. Yes, she also did one Camp Beverly Hills, I think it was. True Beverly Hills. True Beverly Hills. Which that's did, it. All right. Which yeah. was pretty good. She she had the capacity to do that. And she's a great actress. There's no doubt about that. You're right. She jumped. You know, it's it's a it's a crapshoot when it when they do that. Yeah. To, to move from television to movies, Bruce Willis did it around that same time. Uh, but he got lucky. Well, I think it's easier for talented. men than it is for women. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is it's around the time... Like, unfortunate, but true. The, yeah, the, the it, whole will they, was, won't they was going on right around the same time on Moonlighting. Yes. And ultimately it killed the series, That so people yeah. have said. That once... No, what killed the series is not being able to put on a damn regular schedule. Well, that's... Yeah, absolutely. That's correct. We we should probably do a Moonlighting episode. That's, uh, it was that's a phenomenon for... It, yeah. was it oh, yes, during college years, it certainly was. Yeah. It very much was. It was one of the highest rated shows. Similar in premise a little bit. You've got, you know, the will and won't they, the two main characters that are uh, that are all that. But Frasier comes out of that and... I don't want to say he takes. It's over an unusual the, spinoff. It, it very much so. Yeah, uh, it was because really a, a brave, you know, risky thing to try to spin off that character, right? And because initially he, they were going to make him a, a different, a whole different thing. They wanted to write something for him. Yeah, but eventually decided to to go with to go with the Frazier, same character. Yes. That's right. Because by this time, Kelsey, by the time Cheers ended, Kelsey Grammer is very. You know, he's at his ascendancy. People have recognized he's a hell of an actor, and he is, because he's done several things since Frasier. We'll yeah. talk about those in a little while. Uh, and has done a phenomenal job on every one of them. He is one of the best talents in Hollywood today. Well, he's a great comedic actor. Yeah. And, which, you know, for sitcom, obviously, that's important. Yeah. And uh, he's just a very engaging character. And, and, and Exactly. And, he, and he's been able to do serious as well, too. This TV series on Showtime, Boss. Uh, he, he is a son of a bitch. On that, it was short-lived, unfortunately, and I know that there were a lot of regrets about that. But he, everything that he's done, he played George Washington, guys. Did you know that? He played. No, I did not know that. He played him in. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a and E movie, I think. With um, I don't remember who. Gosh, dang it! If I hadn't tried to try to say his name, uh, who played Benedict Arnold? Kelsey plays uh, George Washington as a little bit of a younger guy, which I liked that in many respects. They didn't have much of a budget. I get that. But it was uh, Aiden Quinn. Thank you very much. Uh, was was the guy who played Benedict Arnold? It was uh, Arnold's story, but it was yeah. But it was uh, and, and Kelsey played a very good, convincing George Washington, uh, kind of like Jeff Daniels did in The Crossing, if you remember that A uh, and uh, E series as well. As a slightly young, George Washington, to us is yeah, always yeah. always white haired and you know all that. And he's oh yeah, that was a great series because there's a great great line that uh, uh, Jeff Daniels has in that. Um, the, the one he, Knox, he's, Knox. The, he's yeah, the one who's Knox. fat. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he, he says Henry Knox. Yes, yes Henry, Henry Knox. Yes, he's, and he says to him at some point, he's like, "How a man like you can be so fat when this army is starving?" I do not something along those lines. Yeah, and the entire staff, you know, burst out laughing at because it was very funny, and th- it was delivered as a funny line. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was that was. Great series, great series. Yeah, I, very, and, and I remember the time when they're actually crossing the river, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this is after that's happened, and he or and movie, Washington, whichever, yeah. Washington gets into the boat with Henry Knox. He says, "Okay, Henry, move your fat ass out of the way." Of course, everybody it lightens the moment because everybody's you know, this is a very serious moment. They're crossing Delaware with nothing to try and do that, but we're sliding aside. They're slightly down the rabbit hole. We're <coughs> uh, not rabbit hole much. Today, we so. have a tendency to do that, and it's one yeah. of our charms. So the setup of Frasier, yeah. Uh, this was a real step for a spinoff. Is they didn't even leave the character in the same city. Right. He leaves Boston and goes home to Seattle. Right. After his divorce from Lilith, Lilith. Sternen Crane. Doctor Lilith. Yes. Sternin. Which uh, I, and part of me is because, uh, which you have to kind of backstory. They've 
they've spent three or four years as a married couple having a child, and they have been their story has been part of those last few seasons of Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, very so, important part of Cheers. And when you oh, get, yes, the season where they first get together, where they nearly have sex on TV, yeah, is hilarious. Where they're flirting on camera and they, they start playing footsie, and then next thing you know, they're all over each well, other. That's absolutely. So you know, Lilith is a, a they divorce. Yes. Which you, you would think the obvious thing is, especially considering BB Newworth is such an amazing actress. She is. If she'd have done it, they they could have made that story about the two of them. They could have done that. Yeah. But they chose to go in a different way. I want to say Frazier was divorced before the Cheers series ended. So I think I they. I don't, I don't know that that's know true. That. I don't. We'd have to check I, that. I, I don't know. Don't recall if the divorce ha- <coughs> happens before they launch the Fraser show. Correct. By the, his by the, his the, move back to Seattle is a response to the divorce. Wait, no, you're right because <coughs> Lilith admits an affair with another man, oh, and that's, that's what dooms the marriage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, it was the guy she goes into the uh, into the. Uh, the space with uh, the biosphere with that she goes. Yes, oh, that's right. I yes, forgot that was biosphere. in Cheers. That's, yeah, that's towards yes. the end of Cheers. Which I'm not sure if they knew they were where they were going <laughs> at that time. Uh, but sooner or later, you know, that you can't have them happily ever after for very long. Well, but, actually, it says he hesitantly reconciles at the end of that. So maybe the divorce was off screen. Yeah, it was. Yes, it is off screen. Sorry, it, that's, what, that's what I thought. <laughs> so it yeah. was kind of like the, the seeds a, were planted. Yeah, there's issues with all that. So. But this time, Frazier is, he's completely, you know, cut, untethered from everything, which from a sitcom perspective makes some sense. You don't want to be tied to a previous continuity. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but it's unusual for a spinoff. Well, it's unusual, just yeah. be this, whole, this whole thing is new. Completely ground. new. That's right. You know, they usually try to have some anchor, but really with Frazier, it's well, almost... He, he is the self, anchor. Yeah, yeah, he is the it's, anchor. It's almost, uh, you know, self-supporting, freestanding, because there's not a ton early on, there's not a ton of references... Well, to I mean, the life in Boston. Lilith comes back uh, several times. Uh, yes. We'll talk about but that. There's definitely right. a headache every time. It's one of my favorite episodes, yeah. especially. Uh, we'll, so, we'll get to that. He moves to Seattle. Yeah. His father moves in with him. Right. His father, Martin, is a police officer, retired, uh-huh. who's been hurt on the job and is very set in his ways. Correct. And that's your initial conflict is, here's Frazier. He's got this radio program instead of practicing. Yes. His brother, you know, is practicing. They're very, what's the word? Uh, Snobs. Sophisticated. Sophisticated. Oh, same thing. So same well thing. put. So well put. They're sophisticated and the father is not. That's right. And they have to hire a caretaker. A physical therapist. A physical therapist. live-in physical therapist for his father. And that is Daphne. Daphne Moon. Daphne Moon. We, uh, in the 90s, my wife Manchester. And I named our first dog after Daphne Moon. Yes. And the, the great Jane Leaves, uh, yeah. yes, who is awesome in everything she does. She did amazing 11 years on there. She's in The Resident currently uh, on television. So uh, uh, she's, she's fantastic. And, of course, Perry Gilpin, who plays his producer, Roz. Roz, who uh, is hysterical. Absolutely. She is, she is so, a great foil to him. Correct. So they 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 really set up a wonderful scenario that you can milk tons and they tons can do of a things lot of stuff out of with because and not of worry about the life in Boston. That's right, and because the 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 Frazier character is so hoity-toity, and Niles, his brother, is the competitive voice of the same thing. Yeah. Between the two of you, got that tension there, and the tension with the father in particular, and everybody else. It mines comedy gold. From the from the beginning, yeah. I mean, it runs. It's it's still one of the most beloved. So, and I always thought it was genius to have Niles's wife unseen. Yes, it's the, just like Norm's wife. Norm's yes. wife, that, and the, that's where the they famous, that's where they got the yeah, idea. The famous Maris. That's right. Um, that he eventually will divorce, but uh, the, the Maris Crane uh, is always off screen. Yes, who so, you get the idea is a sixty pound wisp of a woman. That's right. <laughs> yes. yes, and Frazier so infuriated her one time on uh, on air. She decided to change her last name to put an umlaut over it and become Maris Crane. <laughs> Yet another one of my favorite lines yeah. uh, from the most. A lot of that stuff, and we talked about this in the show prep. A lot of our favorite episodes come from the early days of the series. Yeah. Uh, I do not want to say that it stuck around too long because I don't think that's the case. I think they no. ended it about right. But they did in that last 11th year, if you watch it, the wife and I watched it somewhat recently, uh, they deliberately ended it. They wanted to go ahead and let's... Yeah, they tied up some things. Let's tie up some things and let's make sure that while there's a future out there, 
everybody's going and doing their own thing now. Yeah. Uh, Daphne and Niles are together, and of course that's been that way since season six. And, and many critics mark that as the moment of the decline in quality. I don't think that's quite the case, because uh, every season had its ups and its downs. Yeah. Uh, and it, there are some episodes. Uh, there's never been one I haven't liked, uh, but there's been some fascinating, some amazing characters that we work with here. Uh, part of it was the setup, as you're, as you're alluding to. You have to set a fertile ground yeah. where these characters can thrive. Yeah. yeah. Comments, gentlemen. Uh, Untethering it from Boston yeah. and bringing in the brother. And making them... David Hyde Pierce is one of the great comedian geniuses that is every yeah. bit as equal as, as Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. And the two of them terrific. together were just comedy gold. Yeah, They were. They they played off each other <clears throat> so well. And of course, Niles' obsession with Daphne is part of what makes Niles' character so much fun. And that begins from the first episode. Yes. I mean, he literally sees her buttocks bent over and goes, oh, drops his jaw. And that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the 11 years. It's like he's always looking for her. Eventually he gets her because sooner or later, over 11 years, you cannot you yeah. cannot draw that out too long. Uh, and it actually works out pretty, pretty well, <coughs> I think. Uh, they didn't. They didn't lose a lot of steam. I thought with that transition. Some people will think otherwise, but uh, the common the, the the writers of that mm-hmm. show and Kelsey Grammer eventually became executive producer. Uh, so he had a lot of input into how a lot of things did. And sometimes he would win something. He would say, tell you this. Sometimes he would win with his ideas, and sometimes he would not. Most of the time they would. They'd kind of yeah. go with his with his wisdom on that. Uh, and it really evolves. They weren't afraid to evolve over time. Slightly. It wasn't quite as thou shalt hit the reset button exactly every time. Although, let's face it, pretty much, yeah, until that last year where they would deliberately push things about. They were one of the few series at the times that would do holiday episodes. If you rewatch the series, you know, they've got a Halloween episode, they've got an Easter episode, they've got a Christmas episode, things like that. Because they're playing to that weekly scenario in the 90s, which was very tied, very predictable. Mm-hmm. Less so now in the age of stream. <clears throat> yeah. But they were... They were everybody binges, it doesn't matter quite as much. But. Right. So, credit to the cr- uh, creators. Uh, we always like to do that here on Space Absolutely. Like the Charleses. Les and... Uh, yeah, Glenn, isn't it? Glenn, Glenn. Yes, 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 exactly. Les yes, and right. Glenn Charles. That's right. They were the ones that... I don't want to give them complete control of that, but they were the force behind it. That's correct. Yeah. And certainly the force behind Cheers initially, and then... And I, I, you guys probably... Well, they're the ones that, that started up Frasier yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. handed off to somebody. Right, yeah. exactly. So they they knew, the, they knew the property that they were working with. And I don't know if you guys remember when Cheers first premiered in the early 80s. It was like, what the hell is this? It was like, okay, here comes some other show about a bar. And next thing you know... It's like this huge hit because we're thinking, how much mileage can this get? Yeah, and it goes back mm. to the uh, and, and Mash did a lot of this the decade previously. It's about those reoccurring characters that are always there, and you can put them into strange situations and let them run with it. When you've got talented folks like both Mash and Cheers and Frasier had, yeah. and let them well, run with some great stuff. It's interesting in that Cheers even throughout its entire run, almost never left the bar. It was all... I mean, so, there were... But not much. Right. right. It's mostly... Almost never. I mean, there's yeah. very few There's very few scenes. They're not at the bar. Sometimes it's in the back room of the bar. Yeah. Sometimes it's right outside. Cliff on Jeopardy. Cliff on Jeopardy was <laughs> well, awesome. There's the, time, there's the time also where they get they all go on the road trip and uh, they turn on the uh, cruise control and Sam falls asleep at the wheel and they almost crash. There's a few uh, yeah. a few right. years. But I mean, those are the rare yeah. exceptions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is very much a bottle show, and you're right. It would seem like it was very limiting, but I think, especially early on, the kind of protective role that Sam had for Coach. Was very appealing to the audience. It was, and people they had to really, retool that. They had people to, when, really liked when coach. he passed yes. away. It was very, you know thinking about can this series survive, even though he's a sporting character. They got lucky with the talented Woody Harrelson. Uh, I, I, I give him. I didn't like him for a long time. I, I thought he was too close to the Woody character. 
but he's a brilliant actor in many ways. I've not always enjoyed everything he's done, but I've seen enough of him in recent years. Yeah. Uh, when he was in A War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, kind of convinced me, I said, this guy's got some really good chops. There's a reason he's yeah. constantly in these movies. He's yeah. actually, he's, he's not this buffoon that he played. I should have never thought that, but... Uh, uh, like I said, I didn't like everything he did. Uh, People versus Larry Flint made me want to gag, but uh, he, he has. You could have put Charlton Heston in that, and that would have made you gag. That's probably so. You're exactly right. Uh, but he he did some, uh, some 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 really. He's probably been the most successful uh, of the Cheers alums. Uh, Kelsey Grammer accepted, perhaps. Although Kelsey's been most of his work has been TV. Yeah, but, he has had the odd movie appearances. The Beast. Uh, yes, that's right. He, he, which he played very, very well. I he did. I thought he was perfect. People panned that McCoy. movie mercilessly. The la- the third uh, X Men: The Last Stand. I enjoyed it in many ways, uh, and part of it was he played uh, he played Hank McCoy, the Beast, which is perfect. Elon, it really was an older Beast. Yeah, the older it's, Beast. Yeah, and it's, I think it was really good because because he's Kelsey. He could do all this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a huge fan as, as you guys know, yeah. but. Uh, Favorite episodes. Um, I'm probably going a little early on this. Should we do a bourbon break before we do favorite episodes, though? I know we're slightly... Okay, let's, let's, let's do our our, let's do our break, and then let's talk favorite episodes. we got to do that. Because I, I, I would like to start off with the favorite episodes. Oh, well, absolutely. Well, then you must start off with the drink, sir. Because okay. we're not drinking bourbon this time. Right. So, listeners, this is a post-lunch feast episode, and we did feast for lunch. But for lunch, I brought over uh, some beer. Uh, so an unusual beer break instead of bourbon break. We are still working on our, I'm not sure how to pronounce this brewery's name, Omegang Brewery uh, in Cooperstown, New York. Oh, M-M-E. Yeah, that's, that, yeah. That's, that works. Yeah. Uh, and they do Belgian-style stuff. This beer is called Three Philosophers. And when you saw the name, come on. Yeah. So I had That's to, us. Yeah, they sell them in four packs. I had to let Buren have one yeah. uh, and share, but I, I managed to hold on to the other three. Uh, good stuff. This has got a cherry flavor to it. It does. Uh, it's a dark beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, ale, not a lager. Right. That's right. And uh, went really well with our brisket lunch and apple pie dessert. That's right. Yes. Yes. Very and good so, stuff. I, yeah, I was I was extremely pleased with this because you know I'm not a huge bur- beer guy. I'd rather have bourbon, but uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the name. Come on, three philosophers. That's three us. philosophers. You gotta love it. I almost expected our it. picture to be on there. Yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, there's a there's a picture of three guys on here in the moon. So let's see which one of us. Which, is which one looks yeah. like which? All right. Well, well so they all have none of them look beers. very flattering. So <laughs> they all well, have, it's kind of like you know the old song cover of the Rolling Stone. You know, hey, there I'm standing on the front, smiling and all that stuff. That's us, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so beer break. Uh, favorite episodes early on. The brothers decide to. Buy a restaurant. Oh, yes. The Happy Brothers. Yes. And, of course, Martin is makes fun of them. You guys know how to eat. You don't know how to run a restaurant. Oh, yeah. I guess we're, we're familiar with all the high-end how to do this. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're, let's, let's have it where we don't advertise. Yes. You know, because, because to make it very exclusive, of course, Martin says, oh, yeah, we don't want anybody to come. You right? don't want anybody to come. Maybe you could put uh, snipers on the roof to shoot at the customers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they don't... Dad, Dad, we got this. So, uh, they open the restaurant, and at first, it seems like a smashing success. The place and, is full, and that's great. And uh, the the restaurant critic, uh, Gil, from, Gil, Gil, Gil Chesterton, from he's coming with bringing his his all the local restaurant critics because he wants their eel specialty. Which yes, is their the, thing. the chef that they hire away because they know the chef at another restaurant's unhappy, so they poach him from that restaurant. His specialty is eel. That's right. So, um, they're, uh, the, they're in the restaurant, it's full, here comes the, the restaurant critic from the radio station, and they're taste testing the Cherry's Jubilee, and decide, each one without the other knowing, to add more brandy that's, that's to the Cherry's Jubilee. Uh, what, what, what sets everything off-site is, they forget that in the kitchen, one door is enter, one door is exit, one goes, I think it's either Frazier or, or Niles, Goes in the wrong door, smashes and breaks the nose of one of the waiters. So that's one thing. The other thing they, is yeah. they're uh, they're giving the chef contradictory that's directions on the souffle. Uh-huh. I think it was 
Frazier wants it all in one big thing and cutting the portions. That's right. And Niles, and Niles says wants it all in individual remicans. Yeah. Yes. And so they don't know that they're giving the chef contradictory instructions and he quits. That's right. So the chef quits and, and they the, go to promote someone else from the kitchen, but then they mention that the head of immigration uh, is also in the restaurant. So all, all the rest the of the kitchen staff zooms out the back door. Yeah. <laughs> so and now Niles and Roz are, or Niles and Daphne are the kitchen staff. That's right. And Roz has to become the head waiter. And Martin's tending bar. <laughs> yes. And, and probably laughing the entire time. And of course, yes. Frazier tries to convince that the uh, Gil and his folks that, well, uh, our chef has a new specialty scrambled eggs, which he tries to put forth. And they said, no, 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 we really want the fresh eels. So he goes back into the back and says, Niles, quickly, kill four eels. <laughs> which he doesn't know how to do that. So he says, what do you want me to do? Throw them into, throw a, uh, throw an electrical, throw them Yes, in. because the, the original chef wanted them fresh. Right. So they're live eels in the kitchen in a tank. In a tank. So, so Niles says, what are we going to do? Throw in the electric mixer into there. <laughs> And Frazier says, no, no, of course not. Get them out and kill fresh shield. The next thing you know is Frazier goes Daphne, back out. Daphne grabs them and says, oh, and she swings them like a rope yeah, and smashes them against the counter. That's right. And starts killing eels that, like, just swinging them out of this tank. Whap! Because, of course, she's, eventually, know, she's if, much more working class than the brothers are. Well, so eventually Niles throws something electric into the tank because all of a sudden the lights flicker when he's out there while he's yes. talking to Gil. At this point... That's when Roz finally decides to light like the, the Cherry's ju- Jubilee that both Frazier and Niles have been pouring more brandy into, and it explodes. Yes, and poor Roz is covered in cherries. And she comes in, uh, I, I, I swear I could imagine the, the makeup that Perry Gilpin, poor Garrick Perry Gilpin, had to go through because she's got her hair teased way out, black uh, eyes and everywhere. She goes, cherries, alcohol, explosion. That's all she can say. <laughs> And, uh, of course, that's when the sprinklers go The off. sprinklers come on, yes. And they all leave. And, yes. of course, it's a, a typical Frasier episode, folks. One of my... It, it was, you know, it's in that it's great the, absurd tradition of... It's the uh, modern I Love Lucy. Yeah, I Love Lucy. Absolutely. This is a situational comedy yes. that you all you do is take these few things, and I, I don't know who wrote that episode. I wish I did. That has got to be one of the greatest... You're right. It's one of the very yeah, best it, of many... Many, because yeah. we've got others that we're going to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, and physical comedy was is not originally the strong suit of the show. Again, it's about these wordy, sophisticated characters, the relationship with the father and all that. But it's just so absurd; it's hysterical. Because I mean, most episodes would begin with Frasier on air, and they'd have a guest, it's usually a celebrity, which you don't know till the end who that celebrity is. They would be a guest caller. They'd do the audio, yeah. and it would be you know who knows what. I mean, it was just it was sometimes it would actually matter as the series went on. They did less of that, and it would actually be integrated more. But this was kind of like a teaser, in, especially in the early years. To get folks to, to, to tune in and stay tuned. Yeah. I mean, big-time celebrities would be the, the quote, caller. Right, because in the first, no. especially in the first two or three or four years, the, where the series has not become the phenomenon that it eventually would become, you want to make sure you hook that audience yeah. in those first... I mean, the credits were like three seconds. That's all they were. And you go right to the action because they know in this day long before streaming, if you don't hook them in the first 30 seconds, they're switching channels. So that's kind of the reason why the format is yeah. the way that it is because you've got it's a twenty-two minute episode. Yeah. Sometimes they're two parters. Sometimes they're not. It depends on how as they went on, and once you got to the point where they dominated their time slot every year. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't take long for that. And lots of awards. And lots of awards. Lots of that's awards. Right. Lots of awards. I forget uh, how many he, Emmys. He won several Emmys. Uh-huh. Four Emmys, two Golden Globes, and a number of nominations. And, exactly. and did Perry Gilpin eventually? Win I Emmy? don't know. I didn't see the. I want to say David, David Howard Pierce got some too. I'm yes, wondering. I believe he I'm got. Pretty sure. I have to imagine the entire uh, cast was at least nominated at one point. Very much so because yeah. they were all so. Yeah, very... Jane Leaves and Perry Gilpin were often nominated, and of course, competing against each other. Yeah, in many respects, David Hyde Pierce might be the comedic master. I don't want to. I do not want to diminish Kelsey Grammer's role by any means. Uh, he had he it was more than just that, but David was very good. At, you might remember the episode. And it was uh, a, a silent section of an episode where he's 
setting when well, he's trying to iron a pair of pants and he sets fire to them as he's moving around and it's like a it's like a three minute piece where it's just him doing yeah. this little bit and he eventually you know passes out because he finally puts the fire out uh that was that was a little bit later in the season in the series and it's kind of like let the guy you know let the man work yeah yeah you know, he's, let he's, him, let him he's such a genius uh I, I, and i'll and i'll reference another moment when uh uh he creates a uh he gets a hot foamy shave cream machine that he puts in the side bathroom and mm-hmm. martin is working on the disposal <clears throat> uh uh and uh, the thing explodes and comes off on him, and he thinks his hands in there, and he runs out. And it's, sorry, I don't. I wish I had, I had better prepared for that. Uh, damn it, you had to be there. <laughs> but Robert had another great episode, is also a favorite of mine, that you mentioned about they take an RV trip. Oh yes, the RV trip. Uh, yes, you know, Fraser wanting to get closer to Martin again. This early on, there's still this dynamic of Martin. Telling his kids, you know, you all are snooty, but your mother was a sophisticated one, but she never looked down on others. Right. She right. was a sophisticated one. That's where you all get it. But you have to. She never played looked by down Rita on Wilson others. occasionally yeah. in flashback, uh, marvelously so. Yeah. By the way, uh, and so he always, you know, had that very difficult relationship with the boys. So Fraser wanted to do something. And they take the road trip in the RV. With the, the words, the hooping cranes <laughs> on the back of the thing. Uh, yeah. And take Daphne along with them. Right, because she's got to go. She's right. got to go. She's got to go. Yes. And they don't realize it, but they've drifted into Canada. Well, they realize, well, realize it, it. But, they but she's napping in the she, back. Yeah, they don't tell Daphne. She's asleep. And they don't realize that her, the condition of her green card is she doesn't leave the country. Yeah. yeah. She can't. Her immigration status is... And when she, she wakes up in Canada, country. she has an absolute batshit fit. Right. right. Oh, my God. Do that. And, yeah. and, of course, part of the fun of this character is this great, heavy uh, Manchester accent. Yes. You know, and all these British idioms that she says... So the moment she opens her mouth, she's not going to sound American. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be impossible to hide her when they go back across the border. Right, because apparently you can leave the country willy-nilly, but you can't get back in. You can't get back in. So they get stopped, of course, by the Border Patrol. And the only thing Daphne can manage to say and sound like an American is... Sure. 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 Yeah, sure. That's right. And they're doing all this. And, of course, the more they try to play it off... The worse it the gets. The worse it's getting. And finally, and this is kind of like the capstone of Martin, is, is, is he's the guy. He's the one that, he's the, the he's perfect like one. showing his police badge. And he says, okay, I got to tell you, because the guy, the, the immigration office is getting, officer is getting very suspicious. He says, okay, I got to tell you, guy, I'm a former cop. We've been lying to you the whole time. And that's when their dog uh, comes forth. The famous but, Eddie. The famous Eddie, Eddie comes forth, jumps Martin's through his lap, says, and Martin says, he doesn't have his shots, which, of course, diffuses everything. <laughs> right, the guy right. says, okay, fine, next, go ahead. Next Get the, time, next time take sure that care his, of the Yeah, dog. make sure you got your proof. And the they go thing. back in, and Daphne is, you know, is saved. You know, that's the situational comedy is what makes this. Yeah. Makes this I'll have to tell you my favorite episode. Uh, I believe it's second season. Seat of Power is the name of it. This is when the toilet breaks. Oh, come on, guys. You oh, have to remember this. No, the Creasel Brothers. You don't remember the Creasel Brothers? They're the plumbers. The that, plumbers. That that's Fraser right. has to call, and they picked on the boys that's the whole time. That's right. The two yes. Creasel Brothers are the ones because that have... Because in the entire city of Seattle, the only plumbers they can find are childhood bullies. bullies that, that's yeah, right. Billy and Danny Creasel. Danny was the younger brother who bullied Niles, and Billy was the older brother who, who bullied Fraser. The, the toilet breaks, they try to fix it, they can't. So they call the plumber, and it's Danny Creasel who shows up, and Niles recognizes him right away, and you know he almost has a fit uh, when he goes in there. He ends, and they, they ends up psychoanalyzing Danny on the, the couch out there, and yeah. coming to some sort of an understanding, and he brings back all those Billy, bullying things. He gets Danny almost in tears. Well, Danny can't fix it, he has to call his brother, Billy, who comes in is in the toilet 
in the bathroom with Fraser talking about how he remembers this mook when he was in grade school that they would put his head into the toilet and flush it, call it a swirly. Uh, and there goes Green down the drain. Yeah. Uh, and at this point, Frazier has been telling Niles, you know, you need to make peace with this guy. You're better than that. You're bigger than that. Of course, Kyle Niles discovers that uh, Danny Kriesel has a larger Mercedes than he has and almost <laughs> breaks down several times. But he eventually works it out. Whereas while Billy is in the toilet, head face down inside of it, and Frazier says, oh, let me show you something. So, and you, of course, you don't see this happen, but you know he... You hear all this, and Frazier pushes his head into the toilet, and he runs out of the place just as Niles is making this wonderful breakthrough. And he says, run, Niles, the beast is loose. And uh, Billy Kreisel is wet and all this, chasing after him as they leave. And, of course, the episode ends. He says, how quickly did you write that check? He says, oh, bigger, quicker than you can possibly imagine. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite episode. The other great one, and I... I can't remember. Usually, there's more than one plot. Of course, like most most shows, there's there's multiple plots going on. But the episode where Niles is trying to figure out if he would make a good father. Oh my gosh! With the the sack of flowers. So he, you know, he's not even consulting Maris really or anything, but he's carrying around a bag of flowers. He leaves it too close to the fireplace yes. at home. So he has to, like, <laughs> he brings it into Frazier's apartment. It's got all these burn marks That's right, and duct tape and all this on it. So he says, all right, I'm putting the baby down for a nap. And he puts it down on Frazier's couch. And he's getting, you know, involved with Daphne and, and everything. Of course, his attention is taken by Daphne. Eddie discovers the bag of flour. Yeah. Rips it open and starts throwing <laughs> flour everywhere. Yes. And Daphne, it's it's one of the greatest lines ever. Daphne goes, "That dingo's got your baby." That's right. <laughs> yes, that's. And this great Manchester, you know, Jane leaves with this great accent. Yes. That dingo's got your baby. That's right. <laughs> you see, I don't. I watched all the episodes. I don't remember them like you guys. Uh, I don't know that I have a particular favorite episode because I don't know that I could. I remember all the bits, but yeah. that I'm talking about. But it, it, uh, the first couple of seasons were recently uh, on Paramount Plus. Or uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. still there. Yeah, One they're of the streaming. So I, I had to go uh, not too long ago, a few months ago, and and dig through and find at least that one. Uh, yeah. and the brothers, the Happy Brothers yeah. episode, because they're just too good. So yeah, for me, I, I just remember the bits, a yeah. lot of the bits. You know, the the thing where Lilith comes to visit, and as soon as the plane touches down in Seattle, Daphne gets this huge migraine, and it doesn't lift oh. until the plane takes off. Oh yeah, because she always yeah. claimed she was psychic. Too. Right, because yeah. she, right, she's mildly psychic. Yes, and she she senses this great evil that has approached. Yes. Which that's the malevolent presence. That's yes. the episode where they actually uh, Lilith and uh, they almost reconcile. Well, they do. They they end up in bed together. Yeah, the but end. they don't have sex. No, the, one of them they absolutely did. This is the first one. They they actually end up, and Frazier wakes up like, oh my god, what have I done? Uh, and and they come close, and uh, yeah. the eggs come in, and they're not the same. She goes, "Oh, we can't do this." He goes, "Oh, you're right." I'm, he talks about how this is never going to work. She goes, "I was talking about how the eggs were not <laughs> done right." Uh, so they end up deciding this is not going to work, and they stay that way. The there's, better, the, there's an episode early on where they end up taking a vacation in the same place, right? That, that happens with, too. with other people. They That's travel correct. to the islands. Frasers was. Uh, a date. Joe Beth Williams was the yes. was the woman was the actress yes. that was he with was him. Dating. He was dating. Chris Frazier's love life. My God, we could do a whole episode on Frazier's oh, love yes, life because it's constantly changing. And some were better. Mercedes Rule was one of them. She was Dirty Girl. Uh, she was the boss at the she radio, was the boss station, radio station, and yeah. they ended up doing yeah. the nasty on the air, not knowing that he's yeah. bad boy and she's Dirty Girl. And uh, yeah, things go. That's that's the time. That's that, a lose your license kind of thing. Well, that's when Maris decides to change her name to Maris Cronet. Was <laughs> when she because it was you know he's done this yeah, sort and, of thing. And Lilith is in the islands in the hotel room or next to, next cabin door. next door on the beach. Yeah, which was with, with her date. That's right. Uh, that's that's one of the because Lilith is back several times. The best one though is when Niles has narcolepsy and ends up in bed with Lilith. They do the nasty. And you don't know this because uh, there's a little time jump there. And Lilith wakes up, comes out, of, and comes out of the uh, 
the the uh, the cover. She goes, "Morning, dear," and you don't know who's next to her. And Niles pulls down. And he says, "This is morning, dear." And of course, they uh, Fraser comes in to try to reconcile, and Niles has to hide in the bathroom. And Fraser is trying to get the nasty done with her. She goes into the bathroom to try and keep Niles quiet because he's falling asleep from the narcolepsy that he's got, and comes back out. And he's Fraser's taking off all his clothes. And he's in a bathroom, and she comes out of the bathroom and goes, "My God!" And he goes, "My goddess!" <laughs> One of my favorite lines. That he does, and of course, that she figures it out, and you know, it, it, the the best line that they salvage because the, that could have been a deal breaker for the whole rest of the series. Yeah, you, to do that, sleep with the ex-wife, and I was asking him at the end of that, says, "You know, are we good?" He goes, "No, we're not, but but we will be," and. It, Kind of moves, kind of takes it back to where it goes, and uh, yes, but we will be. So it uh, again, they they really do a yeah, great job. The, with these yeah, because the, the the relationship of the brothers is very up and down. Sometimes they're very close. But well, it's very central to the show. Yeah, they're so close, they're also competitive. Yes. Oh, the time and they tried they, to write the novel together and they locked themselves in the hotel well, they, room. They, uh, they were writing a psychology book together. That's right. They were writing a novel. A they were yes, and, and they. They did. They locked themselves in a hotel room and didn't write a word. Because they ended up with Frazier choking Niles on the bed. And Niles says, I'm flashing back to my crib. And Frazier's saying, you kissed all my mommy. They go <laughs> all the way back to infancy at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Yes, uh, truly, Frazier is one of the great... It's, it's, uh, I cannot remember the number of Emmys, but as, uh, it's, uh, Robert laid that out earlier... It's truly one of the greatest TV series ever, ever put forth. If you yeah. have, I can't imagine yeah. anybody has not watched it at least partially. Uh, My I kids get, have never seen an episode. I guarantee. Really, because it's on. It's on. It currently, it's it's bounced from Netflix to a couple places, but it's on Prime right now. They would. How would they have ever seen it? It was broadcast live when they I were the best babies. Well, but it's got such life it, to it. It is one though that isn't. It's not on reruns. It's not, yeah, it's not a. It's not a syndicated. It was for a long time. Yeah, it has it, not been lately in the yeah, streaming era. Yeah, but Lifetime ran it. Several others yeah. would run it in cable eras. Uh, it was a staple for many years. Syndicated with local TV. See, because yeah. all of these things we're talking about now are irrelevant in the age of streaming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but it's, so it's, you have to search it out now to find yeah. it. Whereas for years, and this was early in early two thousands. You know, uh, yeah. for ten years, it was everywhere. Because it was it was recent it was and it was good, yeah. and every every local television affiliate would run it, and so many of the cable channels would run it. Yeah, on, uh, on the cable channels, the TBS, TNT has kind of been replaced by uh, Big Bang Theory has kind of Bang taken over and, that, but and, it was it was the king of those for yeah, a long time yeah. uh, because it was still close in time to be relevant, and uh, it's one of those shows that if you haven't watched it, is it's binge worthy like you wouldn't believe. Oh yeah, especially if you can shoot through the first couple of seasons. Yeah, there it's hysterical stuff. Yeah, it's it's true. Uh, the one where Niall or uh, Fraser is going to get in a fight with with a guy. Oh, the one of the callers. That, one of the callers, uh, yeah. yes. And Martin has to kind of arrange for the police to come and break it up before Fraser can get his brains beat in. That's but at least he faced. You know, gives his Fraser this big boost. They thought he had faced down yeah. the danger. It was mostly a bottle show, as you say. Uh, yeah. There were just several in Fraser's apartment and the radio station were mostly the main sets. Yes. Uh, they would have occasional ones where uh, uh, you would have. They even did a few. Uh, they actually went to Seattle. Not many, but they actually did a couple. And it might have been the one where he was going to be in the fight. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, they would do some of that, and they'd have off the off set here. The uh, uh, coffee shop feature. The coffee yeah. chef was oh, always yes, there. That was a big, big deal because they all went in the coffee shop. Um, uh, Niles's apartment at, at the Montana when he uh, there for a while when he was in the process of he was divorced and yeah. uh, <clears throat> he had his own little place uh, where they had some really really great moments of that. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention the story of O. Uh, when uh, they do the costume party one evening, uh, this is when Daphne announced. Oh I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, when uh, Roz announces that she's pregnant, uh, about third or fourth season, I think I don't, or maybe fifth, and they do a costume party, and Niles is Cyrano de Bergerac. Frazier is uh, uh, from uh, the the innkeeper from uh, the Canterbury Tales, and of course. 
Roz is dressed in basically this bustier and and uh, whips and chains. And they ask, "Who are you?" She goes, "I'm O from the story of yeah, O." Oh. And they go, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Uh, gosh, uh, we kind of had to be there, I suppose, yeah. for some of this stuff here. Final thoughts before we wrap this thing up. Um, one thing I will let you all know that as of last year, Kelsey Grammer was talking about bringing this series back in a, as a reboot we're not real sure yeah, yeah it was announced to, for Paramount Plus that's right CBS it wasn't Kelsey Grammer CBS made the announcement yeah he was supposedly producing it that was kind of the agreement yeah when, when, during the well video, I'm sure by the end of the show he was the executive producer yeah, and he was that's correct so the intention was you know he's got and he's got his own production company the intention was that they would produce this mm-hmm. for uh, Paramount Plus so uh I haven't heard anything on it for over a year now. Some of this may be COVID-related, some of it may not. It's probably COVID-related. There's a backlog of stuff to get done. That's correct. We're hopeful. Um, Some of the early ideas that were being floated for this possibility would be, because it's going to be years later, because Kelsey Grammer's older, so the character would be aged, uh, that Frederick, their son, his and Lilith's son, who was a child during that series, is now an adult. Mm -hmm. And Frazier is living with him. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes, yes, Because, yeah, you, you know, his father lived with them, and now it's kind of a reverse role. That. That's one of the things they've talked about uh, on that. Uh, getting all the old cast together, you, you, I don't know if that's even possible. Uh, of course, the actor who played Martin has passed on. Yes, uh, yes. And, uh, I've forgotten his name, but he, he was in... John, um, John, John Mahoney. Mahoney. John Mahoney, yeah. that's correct. In the Line of Fire and Say Anything. Yeah. A couple of his yes. great movie yes. roles. And he actually had a, quite a career on that, He was and he was an amazing comedic actor that brought a really great... Uh, a great... I don't want to say gravitas. Well, you know, the real star of the show was Eddie. <laughs> uh, the dog who, was great. The, uh, yeah, who the was the was same famous. dog throughout the time. His real name was Moose. Uh, the actual dog's name. And, and kind of started away. a run on that breed. He did. That that's was right. kind of the emergence of that, he what was, do they call it, Parson Russell Terrier? Uh-huh, that's right. Uh, the the, the <laughs> little dog, the actual acting dog, passed away just a few years after the series ended. Because you know, that's 11 years of this doggy's life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, you know he's, he's was, uh, and it's an amazing thing because the dog action was pretty often. You know, yeah. Eddie is, is in every episode in many respects, and... Uh, it uh, it's kind of amazing uh, to give a little shout out to old Moose. May he rest in doggy heaven, uh, as they say. But Jane Leaves has quite the career now on the Resident. Uh, she's one of the well. Um, she did that um, Cleveland show with Hot and Cleveland, Hot and Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland yes. and, yeah. and, uh, and all that. So yeah, she's had quite the career. Uh, uh, the other folks. She's have, done some voiceover stuff too, right? Yes, yeah, she uh, has. Perry Gilpin has done a ton of voiceover stuff. She was uh, she did some stuff with Superman in the animated series and a few other. Oh stuff yes, in. she's done DC Universe stuff. She has yes. very much so. She, she's done all of pretty much all of the actors have, have had quite the career. Uh, I know that BB uh, uh, Newworth was once titled as royalty of Broadway. Oh yes, uh, she but is, she's she's, she's done Broadway a huge presence. Broadway. Uh, yeah. Uh, Broadway career, so all these actors have and actresses have done some really good job. Will they come back? Can they come back? Should they come back? I don't know. I think Miles and Daphne. It, would, it just wouldn't be the same without that, the two of them. It's his brother. You can't, you can't really cast him aside. I don't think. And with Niles comes Daphne. You're exactly right. So, could it be done? Did I can't remember. Did they end up together? At the oh end yes, of the show? That's uh, what season, I thought. yes, season six. The they ended up together. Uh, I mean, at the end of the show. Yeah, they stayed yeah. together for, for those yes. last... They, they ended up running away together at Daphne's wedding uh, to Donnie, uh, played by the great Saul Rabinick, uh, Kivas Fajo on yes. The Next yes, Generation. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, and they ended up getting married uh, a little bit yes. later yes. after yes. that. And right. they stayed together. They actually wrote Daphne out for a while and sent her to the fat farm. <laughs> you remember this? Because Jane Leaves was pregnant. So they decided, well, we're not going to do that. We're just going to make, basically, Daphne decides to have an eating disorder. Probably not politically correct, by any means. But well, they, especially to deal with it as, as they did. As they did, but that's basically what happened, is they sent her away while she's pregnant, and she comes back after the fact. They ended up, uh, Chuck Lorre did the same thing on Mom with, um, what's Alice and Jamie? No, not Jamie. Alice and Jamie. Um, the blonde. What is her name? Oh, um, uh, that was in uh, My Name Is Earl. She was having a time. Oh, oh, uh, Presley. Uh, uh, Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley. Presley. Same thing. They made her where she had 
she overeaters and she went to a you know a camp and okay. that's the way they dealt with hiding uh, the pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy as that yeah. actress. So, so yeah, that's the thing that that's that's yeah. They're not it's, unique. It, it, it's exactly. It's you, you gotta figure out something. I mean, Next Generation did it with Gates McFadden was pregnant. They just hit her a lot <laughs> and waited till she was. They at, hit a pregnant woman. That's right. Yeah, they 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 hid that that oh, kid for a hid. while and. Yeah. Uh, uh, and just, just smacked her around. Put no, doctor I, behind the desk a lot. And that's great for 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 that season and the next season. You know she's back and you know, everything was fine. So, yeah. just kind of the way it works. I think it was the fourth season. So, uh, final thoughts before we end this, guys. I'm done, man. Anything else, Robertius? It's an awesome right. show. I, yeah, I got to say uh, that that dingo's got your baby. Uh, so I'm wondering how we we're gonna end this. Uh, other than hello Seattle, we're listening. Or better yet, better yet, and I'll end, I'll end it here in a second. But first, uh, let's talk about what's next. What's next, man? Hoopajoop, guys. Hoopajoop. We haven't done a hoopajoop in a while. You know, it's well, time. we only do four a year. We only do four a year. It's time. We're going to talk about guess who's coming to dinner. We're going to talk about our favorite. Now he's a dra- now he's Dracula. That's no, right. no, that was Chekhov. That was Chekhov. Come on. Really? Because I didn't... That's, no. that, oh, I knew the immediately. The Russian Dracula. Uh, you can, okay, yeah, I, I knew yeah. immediately what? that was his Walter Koenig. That was Chekhov. my Walter Koenig impersonation. Yes, yes, from right. Star Trek Six. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, yes. anyways. We're going to talk about... Uh, and I believe Martin's going to captain this. If we could invite anybody to dinner, who, who would that be? be? And what living. would it be like? Living. We're, we're going to make a proviso. It's got to be a living individual. So we're going to talk about that next ish, next episode... And as we leave, we'll just simply say, Frazier has left the building. <laughs> Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Hope you enjoyed another pointless discussion of eternal questions. Remember, new episodes publish every Friday at noon Eastern. Spread the word. We're on all the major podcast platforms. And leave us a comment or review because that helps others find us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website, snakesandotters.com. I'm Martin. And I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Join us next week, same snake time, same otter channel.